This is episode 80 of Ross Talks. This week was crazy for me. I, uh, as you know from the uh, title here, I participated in a native sweat lodge ceremony. What's playing here? Something's playing in the background. Hold up. Oh, my bad. Okay. Sorry, I had something going. But um, now we're good. I got to participate in a native sweat lodge ceremony, and it was, without a doubt, one of the most difficult and intense things I've ever done. And I say that with no fluff. I'm not, this is not a joke. Uh, And I wanted to kind of share what I learned about that um, ceremony because there was a lot of, to it that I, d- I didn't know. Um, I mean, a lot. It's, and <clears throat> I was excited because initially, I did it at work, by the way. Uh, as some of you know, I work at a, a short-term rehab center for teens and young adults, um, people dealing with everything. It's uh, young boys, so or teenage boys to young adult boys, and uh, dealing with things from substance abuse to anxiety and depression, suicidal attempts, anything uh, like under those sort of uh, under those sort of deals there. So all these guys have a full clinical team and they're here to learn about themselves and about how to develop coping skills to be able to live a productive life in the face of their anxiety or depression or whatever it is that could be, you know, causing such pain in their life. Uh, Having coffee too. And so the guys built a sweat lodge. It was a, it's been a a couple of weeks in the making and it's been, you know, highly anticipated since they started building it and they built it the traditional way. Um, being sensitive to um, not to destroy too much of the earth and what uh, you know what holes they make, what what uh, divots they make, whatever they do into the earth, they they treat with the greatest respect. Uh, and they did that to tr- try to establish a sacredness with the space where they built this sweat lodge because they wanted to really have a space dedicated to exploration, like self-exploration. And that was something everyone was anticipating with this sweat lodge. And it was really cool to see all these guys, uh, anywhere from, you know, 15 years old to 22, really treat this with a lot of respect and reverence. And so this week it was finally finished, and it's big enough to fit about 10 people. And so we did a couple groups. I was in the second group, and I just wanted to walk you through what that was like and then tell you a little bit about my experience there. Uh, I had to write some of this down because it it was a lot to take in, but uh, a lot of Native peoples, Native American people, did a version of their own sweat 
lodge. Um, there, there were the Lakota, Navajo, uh, Clallam tribes up here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, the Prairie Indians, uh, a lot of them did a, a version of sweat lodge. So some things may vary tribe to tribe or people to people, and that's, you know, that's going to be the case. But they're the overall, uh, what's the word here? What was attempting to be done was pretty similar to, to all these. How they went about achieving that may be different, but the spiritual aspect of the sweat is pretty similar. And I found it to be really incredible. Uh, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about the structure of it. So so they built this with literally with sticks that they got from the woods surrounding our property at work. Some tarps they found in our trek center and stones... Um, you know, they were able to gather from the woods as well. The The rocks that they heated with were what they called lava stones, which uh, they had to get because these have to be stones that can withstand intense levels of heat so that they didn't crack or, or explode. Um, and so they did have to, you know, go out of their way to, to find those, to purchase those. But... Uh, that was sort of the the main the main structure. That's the once the lodge itself was built, the stones were set. All we needed was uh, a fire to begin begin preparing. But there was a lot more to it, as a matter of fact. So, as you walk up, we prepared in middle of the day. Um, we took got the guys ready. We got some lunch, and uh, you eat really light. <laughs> Uh, because uh, if you don't, you will barf, and you don't want that in a sweat lodge. <clears throat> so everybody ate really light, and then we made the journey down to where the sweat lodge was. And once we got onto kind of the grounds where it was, everyone took their shoes off, uh, took their shirts off, and uh, everyone was in either sweatpants or shorts, and we walked reverently into the space. And once you kind of, once it opened up into the space, there was the fire, which was had been going for hours, where the stones were tucked underneath the wood, heating. Uh, that was a big fire, too, I would say, you know, three or four feet in diameter. Hot, and it was in a hole, so we dug out a hole, so it was deep, and it was hot, and the rocks were in there. And there was a small paved with stone circle around the fire, and then a a path to the entrance of the sweat lodge. And the fire and the lodge are separated by about 15 feet. Before you step into the path, you come to a small stump. And on the stump is sage, which is burning, an eagle feather, uh, some... Uh, incense or some oils and ochre and with the sage you you take the sage and with the feather you I forget the term but there's a term for it but you you waft essentially the 
the smoke from the sage onto you. It's a sort of a purifying. It represents um, preparing yourself to enter. And you do that yourself quietly as everyone stands behind you waiting in silence. You put oil on your wrists and then you dip fingers into the ochre and mark your face. And once you've done that, you can now step into the circle, the paved circle that goes, and you go clockwise until you reach the end of that circle around the fire. And then the person follows you, and then, you know, so on and so forth. And it all goes clockwise. So once we all were around the fire, some of the boys brought letters, which they had been instructed, if they wanted to write a letter... um, which they would later burn in this fire before proceeding into the sweat lodge. They could do that, and some of the guys wrote letters. Some of them wrote to their fathers. Some of them wrote to their perpetrators, those who had done wrong against them. And they read their letter for one final time to themselves before throwing it into the fire. And once everyone had thrown theirs into the fire, we proceeded, uh, in a, again, in clockwise uh, motion, from the first to the last, into the sweat lodge. But before you enter the sweat lodge, uh, we had an altar there with a buffalo skull. And on that altar, you laid anything that you had on you that was not material. So any rings, any necklaces, bracelets, anything significant you brought with you, you laid it there so that when, what you entered with into the sweat lodge was just as much of yourself as could possibly be without you being totally naked. <clears throat> and so you stop. If you have anything there, you, you lay it there on the altar, and then you proceed in, and we go in, and, and you go clockwise again, and there's a small, not a small really actually, a big oval pit in the center, and then everyone sits around this pit, and... I would say from floor to ceiling, this lodge was probably four and a half feet tall. And then um, just big enough for 10 people to sit shoulder to shoulder. So you go clockwise around until you find a seat and you and you sit down together. And as everybody sits, the one running the sweat uh, signals to the person on the outside who is tending to the rocks. And once they're signaled, they begin bringing these stones and they were about the size of like, you know, somewhere the size of like, uh, like a laptop, you know, in, in like their, like the top, they're just big circular stones, really big. Some of them were smaller, like the size of a softball, but he would bring in five or six of these stones and the one running the sweat would take antlers he would place the stone on the ground inside of the sweat then he would take a rack from a deer that had been broken into two you know two sides of the rack and he would lift the stone and place them into this pit in in the middle of all of us and once he had five or six stones placed in the back tucked together he would douse with water three douses and then the sweat begins and every round, there are four rounds. Every round, five or six more stones are added from the fire. And 
each round is about 30 to 40 minutes. And, um, oh yes, and the door is facing east. That's an important point because they want the entrance and as you emerge from this sweat after you've gone through the four rounds to be a sort of a rebirth, a symbolic of a rebirth. So you're facing where the rising sun would be. And uh, I'll get into more of the ceremony here, but I will just say it was a powerful, it was a powerful um, experience. It was something that I was anticipating because I love saunas. I love to do saunas because I in wrestling I got very familiar with saunas and I find them to be very relaxing I think they are um, I feel recharged I feel good the most I've ever done let me take a sip of coffee here the, the most intense sauna I've ever done is um, the sauna that was much like this sweat lodge you have heated stones and you um, can ladle some water over the stones and it creates steam and that warms the sauna. Uh, the hottest I ever got was 180, 185 degrees and I did two eight-minute sessions. So I did eight minutes in the sauna, I got out for five and I got back in for eight. And it was intense. I loved it. It was, it was incredible. Um, but part of the thing that I was most excited about with the sweat lodge is I had never done something like a sweat uh, with the ceremony attached to it, with a, with a real mindfulness attached to it. So I was really interested to see what that would be like since I know how much I already love and have already experienced the benefit of a deep sweat um, from these sonic sessions that I've had, but, uh, but never with the mindfulness that this was, that I was being prepared to, um, to experience in this native sweat. And so that brings me to the ceremony side of this. Um, I mentioned before, as you approach this, uh, from the time you reach the grounds, it, it begins, the ceremony begins and everyone is silent it's you're treating it as sacred ground. Uh, another important thing about this that is was true for the native cultures was it, you did not mix genders with these ceremonies. Men um, did the sweat with men, and women did the sweat with women. And the reason for that was this was a rite of passage for men or women coming into adulthood uh it meant a much more than that it it too but one of the things was was that and uh there were things that were true for men in their lives and true for women in their lives and what they would experience in their life that is untrue for the opposing gender so the whole point of this is to be as focused and true to the collective experience of those in the sweat as possible. And so the reason it was separate, that was the reason it was separated by gender. Um, And I mentioned it was sort of a rite of passage. Beyond that, it was also uh, a type of vision quest. 
for for the other men who maybe were already in their adult hood or maybe they were in their grandfather years um the purpose of a sweat lodge was to be a rite of passage for young men and a preparation for a vision quest for other men it was uh it was an acknowledgement of the earth and the space around uh around you together with the people you're in the lodge with um where you are withstanding the physical pain of enduring the sweat and purging your body of, of toxins, as well as the mental and emotional pain of purging your body of its thoughts and anxieties um, and, sh- and your own struggle. So it's a, it's a threefold, fourfold, really. It's a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual sweat that you are, you are consciously struggling to get through and these young men that I work with are on a sort of vision quest they're on uh, a quest to f- to find for themselves a way out of the darkness they've been living in they're, nobody's nobody none of the clients are there because life is going well for them none of them are there because they have a grasp on what it means to be responsible or uh, healthy it, they're there because they're living in darkness and they're being plagued by drug addiction or suicidal ideation or crippling anxiety or depression uh, and the list goes on. They're at this place to learn about themselves and the ceremony represents that in, a, in an intense, um, unmistakable way. And so... What was so encouraging for me was all of these guys were in. They were like, they were in for the ceremony. Uh, And as you can imagine, a lot of their process here at this place, uh, there's a lot of pushback a lot of times because none of them want to be here. None of them would have chosen to have the problems that they have so that they could come here. So a lot of treatment, a lot of conversations they have to have, a lot of activities they have to participate in is hard work, and that is often met with um, pushback. You know, it's, there has to be redirection and encouragement by me and by other people in my position to help them understand how this could be good for them. But that required that wasn't required for for these guys, they were, for the most part, all of them were into this and they wanted to experience and be open to what could happen here. And so when you have a collective like acceptance for what could be in the ceremony, you're just, it's easier to be open. And, uh, <clears throat> The rounds are the the next thing I want to talk about. You do four rounds, like I said, and each round is 30 to 40 minutes. And each round gets hotter, right? So as I told you, the first round, five to six stones are placed in the pit. And water is, is placed on those stones, and that begins to heat up the lodge. And um, honestly, the first round, the first round is symbolic of, I'm going to go to it here so that I 
so that I I don't mess this up because it was it was intense. Um, the sweat is I'm going to read this off of Barefoot's World uh, about the sweat lodge, which is a native site giving information about certain native cultures. Uh, a sweat is typically four sessions called rounds or endurances each lasting 30 to 45 minutes. The round ends when the leader announces the opening of the door. The first round is for recognition of the spirit world, which resides in the black west where the sun goes down. And the creator may be asked for a spirit guide by some of the participants. So for us, this was... What what essentially happened is we had four directions, and symbolizing four rounds. And in the west we had uh, to acknowledge that as the sun goes down, uh, you acknowledge that you acknowledge that there are things greater than yourself. And sometimes those things are people. And what we did in this round was we went around and each person acknowledged the person or persons in our lives who were those we could attribute our perseverance to. So who who in your life, who in your pack, a lot of this resolves, revolves around uh, like animals and earth and, and symbols like that. So who in your pack can you attribute what success you have had in life to? Who has loved you well? Who has encouraged you most? And each person goes around and is open to share, free to share whatever they want about that person for as long as they want. And we had a word, aho. And aho means, uh, as a term of solidarity to, to the person sharing. So if someone was sharing something about their mother, and I shared about my mom in this, in this moment, um... And it resonates with me. If someone's sharing about their mom and it's resonating with me and I'm and I feel I can feel the way they feel. I can I can I have this sense of sameness with them in that feeling. Uh, and then I would out loud say aho to let that person know while they're telling their story, I am in solidarity with you. And uh, you go around and every single person gets an opportunity to do that. And by the time that ends, it's been about 30 or 40 minutes. Now, round one was not, honestly, it wasn't crazy intense. It was, I mean, the emotional, mental side of it was, you know, you, you, you realize very quickly you're in something, you know, pretty significant. But as far as the sweat itself goes, I'd, I, I don't even honestly know if I had actually broken into a sweat at this point. Uh, so round two comes around, and you go clockwise like everything else. So now we're in the north, and the second round is for recognition of courage, perseverance, endurance, strength, honesty, and it is to call upon the power of the white north, and the buffalo was symbolic of this uh, round and the buffalo is symbolic of this round because the buffalo endures the harshest winters by driving through the snow. It just it 
relentlessly moves forward through the snow until the spring comes. And it does that every year. And so this round, we were invited to share what in your life are you, what is the snow in your life right now? What is it that you are being forced to push forward through? Or what can you see ahead of you that you know will be a battle, that you know will be a struggle that you need to push forward through? And uh, everyone shared. And by this, by the end of this round, it's getting hot. Uh, it's warming up. <clears throat> and I've officially started sweating. And honestly, by this, by the end of this round, people are even becoming more honest. Because, uh, you know, with everything, you're, you're the, everyone sort of just tries to judge what they share, how they share based on the room, right? You read the room. And by this time, people are starting to sweat. People are starting to uh, really feel the physical uh, pain of this room. And that is leading to more openness. It's very strange, but that's what's happening. I could I could sense it. You the people were more willing to release what was on their mind because they were literally under physical strain of the heat. And so we get through the second round, and the third round is the recognition of knowledge or an individual prayer to symbolize uh, um, to to symbolize the gaining of wisdom, uh, the direction of the daybreak star. So the so we're, we're looking in the east for the third round, uh, for the rising sun, uh, the red road of the east in all of our endeavors. So it's, it's, this, it's this round dedicated to acknowledging your life and acknowledging the life of those around you. And the the inherent goodness that 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 entails that that brings with it, <clears throat> and so for this round, you could still share something specific about your life or your story with regard to this um, to this topic or this uh, subject. Uh, but you were also invited to give a prayer, and not everyone shares the same religious commitments. This coffee is so good. Not everybody shares the same religious commitments in this circle. Uh, and you can think what you want about that. But what was what we were invited to do was to offer a prayer up, just up. It can be for whatever you want it to be. And that prayer is to be vocalized. And you are to pray for whomever, to whomever, about whatever. And these people just started to and by this so by this time we've got 15 or 16 stones red hot stones in the middle of us now and i'm going to tell you right now we're we're about an hour in a little more than an hour in on this sweat and it is hot it is freaking hot and i am we are in an all out sweat people are our pulses are up. It is brutally hot now in the sweat lodge. And so people, you know, their people begin to cry as they offer their prayer for their perpetrator or to their 
their parents that they have disrespected or their grandparents whom they have forgotten or their brothers or their sisters whom they have uh, guilt or shame surrounding the way they've treated them. It was so powerful. And as you sit there and, and as sweat literally runs down your face, down your body, soaking your shorts or your sweatpants, soaking the, the place around you, and as the steam is filling the room and the rocks, the glow of the rocks light the faces of those sitting around it, as one next to you is sobbing while they share their gratitude for the love of those around them while they share their sorrow or their remorse for the way they have betrayed the goodness of life of those who are with them or in their life or in their pack, how they've betrayed their life, betrayed that which is good by their own evil or their own uh, destruction, their own destructive ways, is so powerful. And all it makes you want to do is say, Aho, I've, I like to be with them there in the moment as they purge these emotions, these regrets, these struggles. They purge them while also just sweating deeply. Uh, and doing that together is just, it's bonding. It makes you bond. And, and so that was round three. And then round four was the Yellow South, is what they called it. And it stands for growth and healing. And the last round centers on spiritual growth and healing. And uh, it says here, from our spirit guides from the West, from the courage, honesty, endurance from the North, from the knowledge and wisdom obtained from the East, we continue the circle of the South from which comes growth. It is from growth and maturing that heals, that healing comes. And... This round, we put our last bit of stones in, and I told you I had been in sweats up to 185 degrees. I'm telling you now, and I did that for two eight-minute rounds. I'm telling you right now, it was every bit as hot as that. Every bit as hot, maybe hotter. And we did the last round. It was 40 minutes. So all in all, we lasted over two hours in this sweat lodge, reaching temperatures close to 200 degrees. And in this last round, we spoke about, we were invited to, again, offer a prayer, if that is what was on our hearts. Um, but you were invited to speak to the ways you want to grow, the ways you see yourself maturing, the ways you see yourself overcoming um, your former self, ways you see your, yourself becoming greater than you once were. And at the completion <clears throat> of this round, and, and in between rounds, you were invited, if you wanted to, you could exit for a moment and come back in. Uh, I don't think many people did that. I think three or four people exited after round one, maybe round two, and then everybody just stayed in uh, through the breaks of the rounds uh, when the stones were being brought in. Uh, but, uh, but in this round, it was the greatest breakthrough for the honesty in the group everyone was everyone was brutally honest about themselves and this final round offered a moment to 
um, the, the, at work, we call it self-love. It, it offered a moment to reflect on ways you've grown, ways you've matured. Now that we've gone through how you've, you know, you, how you may have soiled relationships, how you may have, be how you may be guilty of, of creating shame or disrespect to those around you who love you. Now that we've acknowledged the beauty and goodness that is inherent in the life of those who love us, um, and and acknowledged ways we may have scarred or, or or colored those lives in a bad way with a bad color with with evilness with malice now we have an opportunity to reflect on ways we have grown how we have changed our color uh how we have uh decided to look on those lives in a different way how we have decided to look on our own lives in a different way how we are now able to see growth from the ways we once um, lived. And at the end of this round, we all had bottles of water, which you were free to drink if you, if you needed a drink. But at the end of this round, before the last person shared, we all dumped all of the water that we had onto the stones, and it was like a supercharge for the heat in the room. And the goal was to see the end is near and do not let the heat taper. So the, we know the end is coming, right? The, the winter snow is coming to an end. But instead of letting it um, sort of begin to cool as we enter, it was a final let us persevere in the greatest heat to the end. And so we threw this water on and it got so unbelievably hot. People were laying down. People were leaning on each other. People were giving water to one another. Some, some were putting water on the back of their neighbor. And it was this collective endurance <clears throat> that brought us through to the end. And as we sat and listened uh, to, these, to these stories from people, we were reminded that as we sit here in this heat, it is as much about persevering for ourselves as it is about being here with the one next to us while they persevere. It's, it is allowing your neighbor to persevere by you persevering. It was so powerful, so incredible, so life-giving, so difficult, and so such an extraordinary experience that... Uh, I am still processing it, to be honest. Um, so when we emerged from the lodge, uh, everyone's body is steaming. Everyone's body temperature well over 100 degrees. Um, exhausted. It can't even... Exhausted is not even the word. Just emptied. And there's a closeness that you now have with these men who have entered, some have entered as boys, and now they leave different, um, bigger. And you, you've you seen something in them now, and they've seen the inside of you now in a way that 
other conversations would not allow. And the fact that you endured such physical torment while also purging, like I said, like emptying yourself of your mental, emotional, and spiritual angst uh, is just like, it's a crazy experience. And I, if there is somewhere near you where you can participate in a native sweat ceremony, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. Here's what I don't recommend. I was at work, which on one hand was cool because it meant I got paid to do it. I got to work. I left my house at 5.30 in the morning uh, to get to work at about 7 and because I live that far away. This happened from about 11.30, from close to 12 to 2.30. So we were in the sweat lodge for two and a half hours. Dead. I was dead. And I couldn't, I, I had to work until 11 p.m. and then drive home, which put me home about 12.30. So, get out of the sweat lodge at 2.30 p.m. I took a shower there uh, in one of the houses and uh, change. And then I had a full shift, a full eight hours before I could clock out and then another hour and a half drive home. I won't do that again. I will say that. It was terrible. It, the the it, I was so tired. And my body was so done with being awake. It needed to stop and lay down for a while. And I just couldn't do it. I was at work and I was drinking water. But man, I was freaking exhausted. It was Valentine's Day. And here's the worst part. I did finally get home. <clears throat> And my wife had the day, she had worked the night before, so she slept slept in and then got up. We were both a little bit bummed because I was working on Valentine's Day, which is not a big deal. And but to say bummed isn't even really accurate. It's just like, oh, well, we'll have to do it you know, the next night or something, which we did. Uh, but I get home, it's 1230. I, I have a headache. I need to just pass out. Uh and I walk in, and Ray has a bottle of pros- chilled Prosecco on the table, two glasses, chocolate-covered strawberries she had made. Uh, I mean, candles lit. It was the sweetest, most... It made me f- feel so warm and fuzzy. But I had absolutely no energy to do any of... To partake in any of that. <laughs> And I think she picked up on that and just asked me, do you want to have any of those at the strawberries? And I said, no, but I feel, I'm so thankful you made this and it's so sweet you did it, but I'm going to die if I don't go to bed. And I could tell it was, she, you could tell she had put so much thought into it. She'd gone to the store, she'd prepared everything and I just had no, I had no, I had nothing. I had nothing left. I was empty. But we made up for it the next day. We went out, had a great night, and uh, and we we did we got all the stuff in. So don't do sweat lodge if you have stuff to do that day. But even so, even still, it was one of the most. I have no regrets, absolutely no regrets, and I highly recommend it to anyone interested in exploring themselves. Um, and especially if you can do it with a community of people, some people you know, 
uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking about building one uh, in our backyard so that I can, so that I can do, so that I can do, do it or maybe host it because it was that intense. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's, that'll wrap her up for me today. I, uh, I really appreciate you guys listening here and I hope that this episode, uh, will inspire you to get in a sweat lodge and sweat your freaking face off with some people you care about. Okay. I said I'll do it. Love and appreciate you all. And, uh, yeah. Peace.